Okay, um, thanks, Dave. Hi, everybody. My name's Mike. I'm alcoholic. Um, good to see you all today. Uh, experience, strength, and hope. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set my uh, set my timer so I shut up in time. I uh, Mark asked me last week to. Uh, to give a lead. So I've been giving the lead all week in my head, you know, um, my story took a long time, uh, to, uh, compile. It's taken me 56 and a half years so far, and I can't tell all of it, but, um, I will say, um, well, the thing that comes to mind is the change that happened when I started drinking. Uh, up until the time I started drinking, um, um, I was doing everything just about right. I, I was responsible, practical. I, I behaved. I got great grades in school. I did what you were supposed to, and I looked down on those who did not. And um, then when I was about 14, I uh, ran into some kids who brought some booze on the bus and um, I had a little bit of it, and I felt uh, that I needed to return the favor. So the next day, I came on the bus with a mason jar with stuff I had stolen out of my folks' liquor cabinet. Um, and that was the first time that I started feeling drunk. Um, on the bus, on the way to school, um, I started feeling drunk. And that's when the liquor cabinet at my folks' house started uh, started becoming mostly water and, and hardly any liquor. Uh, I would take a little bit of everything, and um, then I'd put some water back in it. Uh, my folks hardly ever drank. They had a liquor cabinet that was for people when they came over who drank. You know, it was to be sociable, and it... They never went through it. So it didn't take long for the stuff to be mostly water. And um, I really just uh, didn't have access to alcohol until I was 16 after that. Um, I, I had taken just about everything I could get from my folks. Um, I mean, way beyond what I ought to get away with. And I was scared to death of getting caught. You know, um, I had this reputation of being honest and upright and good and, and proper. And I really liked that reputation, even when I stopped being that person. <clears throat> so I was always scared when I did when I did steal the alcohol and I was always scared of getting caught. But I really liked that effect. And um, then my folks had won a prize of a. Uh, of a bottle of booze and a and a fancy bottle shaped like a fish, I think. And you know, I figured out how to take the seal loose without breaking the seal, so I could get at that stuff too. Um, it, it was quite a mental change from being uh, the kid who looked at me. I just do everything right to sneaking around, getting away with stuff I knew I shouldn't do. Um, I turned 16 and I got a job and a car, a driver's license, and suddenly I had some money to work with 
and I started finding, you know, opportunity to drink whenever I could. And that is the time when um, I went from the great frustration in my life up to that time was that B, I would get in gym class so I couldn't have straight A's. Uh, by the time I was done with 11th grade, I had uh, dropped out of a math class so I didn't fail it. I, was, I had learned that when you skip school, nobody does anything. And um, my life was about getting to work and getting high or getting drunk. Uh, when I was in high school, I did tend to get high more than I got drunk because it was easier for me to get my hands on and it was easier to hide. Um, and I really liked the association with the uh, the rock and roll idols. You know, I was kind of doing what they were and I was cool and 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 there was something very hip about uh, using drugs and drinking uh, that I knew and. I had looked back at that time in my life um, as the time I became happy. <laughs> at the time, as the time when it was worth getting up in the morning, you know, the time when I was life was not drudgery and hard work. It was fun and let's play. Uh, even though the whole time I was scared to death of getting caught, always hiding, always in the wrong, and. And this mentality of being outside the law, outside the rule, doing what is not socially acceptable had really taken root. And um, lately I've been thinking back in horror as I remember attempting to steal gas out of the company truck at the outdoor movie place where I worked. Um, the payoff for doing that was so, would have been so small if we'd have figured out how to do it correctly. But the risk to my, my reputation, my job, my income, everything was enormous. And, and I look back and go, you know, how could I do that? Um, and it wasn't the last time I did stuff that I look back and go, how could I do that? Um, I, I met a girl and we got, got her pregnant and, and we got it baby and got married and I got a job in construction. Um, college went out the window for me. I had just barely enough money for gas and liquor and um, I did not have the uh, confidence that I could do college. It was going to be less money so it was going to be less fun and I needed I needed money today and now. And I, you know, that job at the movies gave me money today and now. Um, I drank whenever I could. Uh, a lot of times I did not drink because I could not drink, you know, it was before work or, you know, um, I did show up at school high a lot. Um, but as I, I got out of school, uh, I got a job in construction. Um, got an apprenticeship, so I was going to school twice a week at night and working all day. Um, got my first apartment with my wife and the baby. And um, I really thought I was doing good. Um, drunk every night, 
but paying bills and showing up for work every day and um you know not doing any of the stereotypical things i wasn't beating the wife and i wasn't you know hurting anybody and i wasn't staying out at night all all night i would come home and i would drink for the most part um there were times when uh Well, there was times when there was going to be drinking when I was going to a party and I would look so forward to those drinking parties were my favorite thing. They didn't happen much, but they were my favorite thing. And inevitably, when I, I would look forward to them and I would always wake up in horror, worried about what I did, who saw it. Is it possible that everybody there blacked out? Probably not. Somebody's going to remember what I did. And um, and I'd get scared. I'd get scared over my reputation. And, and um, uh, my wife finally got, uh, got tired of me. And by the time she got sick and tired of me and, and we were apart for the duration, uh, I had two sons and I had become the custodial parent and um, she was pretty much out of the picture. We, she, I, I was raising the kids. I was raising them drunk, and I worked very hard. You know, life is hard even when you're not drunk. When you're drunk, it's even harder. Um, my tendency was to get home and drink. Um, you don't have to drive home from home, you know, so you can't get arrested from from driving home from home because you're already there. Uh, there were several times when I did risk it, though. I did find that I was out, I was drunk, and I needed to get home. And, and you know, I'd drive home, and I'd be scared every time I did it. Um, boy, if they catch me, if I got a brake light out, if they pull me over, if somebody hits me, I'm going to jail. I lose my job. I lose my house. I lose everything. I don't know what I'll do. And the closer I'd get to my house, my heart had beat faster and faster and faster. Uh, I had heard this thing about if your key was in the ignition, you were more guilty of drunk driving than if your key was not. So I'd get home and I'd pull that key out and that was a little bit safer and I'd rush in the house and I was a little bit safer and I'd shut the door and I made it. I, I had felt like I was being chased and uh, there was nobody there. I had a... Um, I drank primarily beer because I went through the hard stuff too quickly. It just wouldn't last and beer was was cheap and you could drink a lot of it. Um, my beer, my fridge was always full of beer. And um, I had stored it on a shelf and it just looked awful all sitting there on the shelf, but days uh, supply. So I took to hiding it in the crispers underneath where it didn't show so much. And um, I did the math uh, one time. I was getting a 12 pack one day and a case the next. That's about what I was going through on an average day. Uh, so that's probably probably more than than that little test. Are you an alcoholic? You know, that probably put me over the line right there. But uh, I thought I was doing pretty good. 
I was patting myself on the back for how good I, I was doing. Um, I was intensely lonely and um, in emotional pain. I, I needed somebody to fix that loneliness. You know, I needed a human. I needed a woman to make me better, and, and I couldn't find one. And uh, and it would hurt, and it would just it would just hurt that. And I took to um, going into. Uh, we had a room in the basement uh, where we would hang out, and and I had head down there to kill the pain. I I take whatever I had to drink, and I go down there, and I drink. And the idea was I was going to drink until I felt better. Eventually, I realized I didn't feel better, so I said my plan B was go down there and drink until I pass out, because when I pass out, I won't feel anything. Maybe in the morning, it won't hurt so bad. And in the morning, uh, it still hurts so bad. That, that repeated over and over again. Um, I, uh, I took care of my sons as best I could. And um, boy, I just loved them so much. They, you know, they were the pride and joy of my life. And, uh, you know, one morning after I'd, uh, I had been drinking all day the day before, and I put them to bed angry, I, I woke up and there was a drunk looking back at me in the mirror. And I was disgusted. I was afraid. I was appalled. My drinking was not okay. I was not okay. I was a drunk. I had been one for a long time. I wasn't fooling anybody. And I was just finding out about it now. Uh, so I had this whole ugly history of being a, a, a drunken slob. And I was looking at it all at once. Um, and I was scared. I was scared. This was not what I had signed up for. This is not who I wanted to be. This is not the kind of person I was supposed to be. And I knew I couldn't stop. I couldn't go on this way and I couldn't stop. I couldn't kill myself. I had been working on that for years, trying to figure out how to do that without destroying my children. And I couldn't come up with a decent plan for that. Um, out of desperation, I sought AA. Um, I don't know what I thought, except that that's the only thing I could think of. And I got hold of somebody on the telephone, and they told me when there was a meeting. And they told me where there was a meeting. And uh, I went down there that evening. I got my, my younger brother to babysit for me. I had two babysitters at the time, my mom or my younger brother, and I called my younger brother because my mom would say, where are you going? What you doing? How come you're not telling me? And my younger brother, uh, I could say, shut up and just watch the kids. I'm going and don't ask no questions. And I could, pull, I could get away with that. So he came over and watched the kids for me, and I went to a meeting in I got to the address and there was uh, there was a hallway with some unmarked doors in it. And one of them had a, a circle with a triangle on it. 
but no words. And the other doors, all the all the rest of the places were pretty much blank. Um, I thought maybe that the circle with the triangle place was the right one, but I, I didn't know for sure. And, but it was locked, there was nobody there. And a couple of other guys came and they hung out in the hallway. <laughs> and I wondered if they were there for the same reason I was. And, but I didn't dare ask them, you know, what are you gonna say? Are you here for the AA meeting? Hell, I'm not gonna say that, you know? I don't know what they were there for. Well, eventually the chairman showed up with the key and we all went in and turned out they were there for a meeting too. And they shared their stories with me. Um, so for an hour, I listened to about four or five guys uh, talk about what drunks they were and, and looked at them and they were okay, you know? They had what I had, they talked my language and they were okay. They tried, they were in exactly the spot I was in and they were okay. And I started thinking I could be okay. Um, they asked me my name at that meeting. Uh, they said, if this is anybody's first meeting and I said, my name's Mike and I'm an alcoholic. And I barely choked the words alcoholic out and I almost cried when I said it. Um, it was an awful thing to have to say. It was just an awful thing. And to say it out loud in front of somebody was important. Um, that's not the kind of thing you tell people. Uh, when you're an alcoholic, you have to drink. So telling people that you have to drink is not gonna help you. <laughs> you know, People are gonna say every time you drink that you're not supposed to after that. But I, my back was to the wall. I, I, I didn't have any choice. I had to, I had to say it, and and it was important. I felt better after I said it. I felt like I had just stepped over something. I had just crossed a line. I had just done something. I had taken my first step toward getting better. And uh, after that meeting. Uh, one of the guys, a younger fella, I was 27 at the time, he, he said, let's go over to this other meeting. There's a, there's a cool lady in charge of this meeting. We'll go see her. And we went there for half a meeting. And then we came back to where I was. And we, I was there for, for another meeting. And um, about halfway through it, I said, I got to go. I got kids. Uh, I have to leave. And I dumped a about a half a gallon of gin down the drain when I got home. I didn't think I'd need it anymore. Uh, so far, so good. So far, I'm not short any gin. I don't, haven't needed it yet. Um, I've needed more meetings, though. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know what a big undertaking it was. I'm glad I didn't know how much time I was going to be spending staying sober. Uh, but the fact is, I kept going back to the meetings because I wanted to. I didn't like what was going on with me. I didn't like fighting the drink. I didn't like all of the anxiety and the, and the fear and, and, and shit I was going through. And I'd go to the meetings and I'd feel better. Uh, I, I kept going back because, you know, you guys just made me feel better. 
you said I wasn't alone anymore. And I had no idea how alone I was until I saw that sign that says you're not alone anymore. And I had no idea how important other people were until they smiled at me and said, come back and hi, Mike. Good to see you. Um, I, I, you know, that's the buzzer. I'll, I'll go just a little bit longer. Um, there was a moment, I hope I never forget it. I walked into a meeting after maybe a week or two sober and it was full of people and they were all chatting and, and, and having a good old time. And one of the guys looked over and said, hi, Mike, good to see you. And he meant me. And I couldn't believe he meant me. I, I can I can see saying hi to everybody that comes in, you know, and being friendly and cordial and polite. But he remembered me and he was happy I was there. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, what a moving, what a moving thing. I I just wasn't used to that. Um, anyway, uh, so far so good on the sober thing. It turns out uh, that um, if you don't drink, you get to stay sober. And all the other things that I tried to do, the, the being good, the cleaning up my past, you know, I did various, had various successes with, with this being a good person and cleaning my shit up, but uh, I haven't drank yet. I haven't drank yet. And I got the idea that as long as I haven't drank, I'm still winning. I don't care how bad I screwed up today. I'm still on the right side of that line if I haven't picked up a drink. And also, I learned that uh, alcoholism doesn't go away. And that if I do think it's a good idea to pick up a drink, um, if I'm lucky, I'll be right back here. But regardless of whether I'm lucky or not, I'm going to wish I could stop again. That's what I got. If picking up a drink is just going to make me wish I could quit. Uh, and staying sober, I understand, is easier than getting sober. It seems to be the case in my in my case. Anyway, um, thanks for all you, for being here, and I will pass. <laughs>